0: Welcome to PwC's Tax Reform Readiness podcast series. This podcast is an excerpt from PwC's Tax Reform Readiness webcast series held on October 3rd, 2018, covering PwC's Quarterly Tax Accounting webcast. The panelists for the webcast were Rick Levin, a PwC tax partner and our U.S. Tax Accounting Services Leader, Jennifer Spang, a PwC tax partner in our National Professional Services Practice, and Luke Shervaney, a PwC tax partner, and Tracy Hammond, a PwC tax director, both in our U.S. tax accounting services practice. This excerpt consists of a general discussion among the panelists, providing a general overview of the current landscape on accounting for U.S. tax reform. Have a listen.
1: Okay, so current landscape. Luke, I want to try to start with you on this, because as we think about um, what's going on right now. And you and I, we've been having conversations with clients about the current landscape, where we are at today. Can't believe it's already October. A lot going on in terms of developments. But there's sort of two questions that have emerged in these conversations recently. And the first is, will this be the quarter where we finally see some people finalize under SAB 118? And I think the first two quarters kind of played out the way most people thought they would. But you know, that's been a question that's <clears throat> been looming. And then secondly... Um, Lots of regulations. We had some come out for this quarter already and some that are expected to come in the future quarter. Right. So yeah. what does that look like? I mean, you share your thoughts on, uh, on both of those points or anything else related to current uh, landscape.
2: Sounds good. So as a release to SEC reporting on our, on our last webcast, we shared some statistics um, for awareness purposes. We used the Dow 30 companies, their public filings through March of 2018, um, again, for, for awareness purposes around tax reform-related disclosures. Um, for this webcast, we have updated those stats now through June 30th of 2018 to, to show again kind of what some of the trends may be by looking at, at what the Dow 30 companies are are putting in their um, public filings. So some of the upstated, upstated, updated statistics that we have is that through June 30th, 0% of companies um, who were provisional completed the accounting um, under SAB 118. So 100% who were provisional are still provisional. However, with that said, um, 55% of those companies have recorded adjustments to their original date of enactment provisional estimates through June 30 of 2018. So the majority of companies, even though they're not completed the accounting, they are making adjustments to their original provisional estimates through the first. Just barely the majority. Barely the majority, (laughs) but the majority. Um, So so we are seeing that through June 30th, And then we we also included one more um, statistic on here, again, for awareness purposes, that 45% Forty-five percent of those companies have adopted Accounting Standard Update 2018-02, um, and all of them who have adopted have recorded a reclass adjustment. I'll say briefly on the accounting standard: this is the accounting standard update that the FASB issued earlier this year, I guess early this year, um, that that addressed the um, uh, disproportionate effect that was created that was lodged in OCI as it relates to tax reform. Um, so the, that, that accounting standard update is effective for periods ending after December 15th, 2018, but obviously early adoption is permitted. So we are seeing companies, um, start to early adopt that again, as we kind of benchmark to the Dow 30. But if we take a step back for a minute, um, from a Sab 118 perspective, kind of maybe to hit on a couple of your questions. Mm -hmm. So the measurement period for the Sab is ending in December, 2018. there's there's a list of disclosure requirements in the SAB that, that companies have been complying with um, since the date of enactment, since the SAB 118 was issued. Um, a few of them that I would call out to be thinking about now, as it relates to the next couple quarters for calendar year companies and leading up to the measurement period ending, is that there, sh- there needs to be disclosure for the nature and the amount of provisional, for adjustments to provisional estimates. And you need to disclose the impact of the ETR for those. and then, Clearly, when you're done with the accounting, there needs to be disclosure that the accounting has been complete. So again, there's there's a list of disclosure requirements, but I call those out now that we're getting to, nearer to the completion of the measurement period in December um, to make sure that, that folks are mindful of that. You know, Clearly, the, the theme with disclosures, whether it's SAB 118 or any disclosures within the tax footnote or other areas of the financial statements, not only adherence to the requirements, but good transparent disclosure to make sure that the, fin- the financial statement users understand what's happening.
1: Absolutely. It'll be interesting to see how these <clears throat> statistics look, you know, next quarter as we start to think through, you know, 0%, obviously within the Dow 30, but when you get to um, the third quarter, the one that I think will be interesting is the the adjustments to the provisional estimates because we've had regulations this quarter. I would think that number is going to go up significantly, yep. I, my prediction. We'll see what happens in reality.
2: <laughs> so speaking of this quarter, if we go to the next slide, um, this hits on um, what what we've seen by way of some of the more significant developments since the act was enacted in, in December of 2017. Um, just between July and the end of September alone, we've seen proposed regulations, I've got a list here, 965 toll charge, 168K, 199 cap A, and then of course as you said in your opening comments, Rick, the 951 cap A, GILTI proposed regulations as well. So all of these regulations may have an impact Um, Proposed regulations I should say could have an impact on companies the toll charge and the guilty were two of which which were very eagerly anticipated Um, So a lot of folks have been very focused on those in particular. We're still waiting as you can see on the slide um, Anticipated proposed regulations for a whole host of things 163 J FTC's beat FDII 267 cap a PTI we're awaiting the the JCT blue book that's expected to come out um, before the end of 2018 so um, you know, certainly there have been developments this quarter in terms of proposed regs. There's going to be anticipated developments coming up next quarter and maybe quarters beyond. So, we need to be focused each quarter on what developments have happened and obviously what how to consider that within the tax provision.
1: One of the rumors we heard earlier in the year was that Treasury was, you know, they had the goal obviously to get as many of these done before the end of the calendar year, because there, there's a specific deadline that they're trying to track in June of next year. Right. Um, But they would try to actually avoid December to the extent that at all possible to avoid some of the concerns last year we had with tax reform coming late in the year. Although I think with that rather long list that you just went through, it's fair to say we're going to see some of those come out in December, which means you could have very well a similar, maybe not quite as bad of a situation as we saw last year, but there could be some need to get through some regulations before the end of, uh, with not much time before closing the books for calendar 2018. So Tracy, you know, one of the things that is interesting, we talked about uh, the fact that we've got all these developments for the current quarter, but then also looking ahead to next quarter, it's probably a good time to to at least discuss a little bit what the rules are for people looking at dealing with developments. So perhaps you could help us there.
3: Yeah, sure, Rick. So I think here, and it's it's probably just reminders largely for for many companies, but things to keep in mind as you're thinking through accounting for legislative developments. So starting first with when. or change in interpretation in tax law should generally be accounted for in the period in which the law change is enacted or the guidance is issued. Um, One thing to keep in mind here um, is that future anticipated changes in tax law should not be considered in your current accounting. Um, I think one term that resonates with me, and Jenna, I might have actually heard this one from you, is no wishful accounting. So then moving next into (laughs) (laughs) into the how. Um, So this is really a um, interim period question. So the effects of a change in tax law should be accounted for discreetly. In addition, new developments that impact prior tax positions should also be accounted for discreetly. And then finally, just wrapping it up here, Rick, with um, where. And so this is really a matter of um, interperiod allocation. And so said another way, the allocation of tax expense between the various components of income. So think continuing operations or other comprehensive income. So the effects of a change in tax law should generally be accounted for in continuing operations.
1: Excellent. Okay, so another question we get: What about proposing? These are proposed regulations we're talking about, so they're not yet enforceable. You know, how do we think about those in the context of financial reporting? And. Jen, do you uh, want to tackle that one? <laughs> yeah,
4: you know, it's, um, it's a great question. It's a question that's coming up a lot. And for all of the things that Luke mentioned, I suspect it won't stop anytime soon. But, you know, as Tracy mentioned, y- you need to assess your positions um, based upon the law as it exists today. And while proposed regs are not law, so they're, they are not law, mm-hmm. um, they are an indication of where the government views the positions will go, right? Um, And so I think it really has to come back to what is a company going to reflect on their return? And that really comes back to what is the position that's more likely than not, right? So when you think about your financial statement accounting, you need to consider all new information and things that go with that. But ultimately, you need to reflect in your financial statements what's more likely than not. And so companies will need to assess proposed regs. Um, In some cases, they may... Have already come to a conclusion that's consistent with the regs prior to the regs even the proposed regs even being issued. Absolutely, um, but there could be other cases where that's not the case, and so companies will need to assess that for each, um, you know, for each one of these pieces of guidance that come out. Gotcha.
0: Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you would like more information about this topic, please email the participants. Their email addresses can be found in the description of this episode. Thank you.